Welcome to the Mary Gostello Girl Ahead podcast, the weekly unique insight into luxury hospitality around the world by those who know it best. Hello. I first met Kerry Gray when she was a Butterfield and Robinson tour leader out of Toronto, and then she started her own company, now based in Los Angeles, and she it is who can supply any kind of activity holiday that the really rich and really famous and really enthusiastic fitness person of today can possibly want. Of course, she never mentions any names, but do listen to what she has to say. Over to you, Carrie. Okay, Carrie, how did you get into all this? Well, I was very lucky. In 1984, I did a France program with Butterfield and Robinson when I was in high school. And I learned about this company that did amazing trips uh, for students biking all across Europe. And I thought that was about the best thing ever. So for many years, I applied. And finally, in 1990, when I was in law school, I got a job guiding adults for Butterfield and Robinson. I met George Butterfield in Bone, France, and it was a perfect match. That year, I guided, I think, 12 trips all over France and Ireland and finished my legal studies. And then in 1994, moved into uh, Butterfield and Robinson for the next 13 years. And now you have your own company. You are taking people cycling. You're taking them hiking. You are bespoke, aren't you now, more than having set programs? Yes. In 2008, when I left Butterfield and Robinson, I I noticed a gap in the marketplace for people who wanted truly extremely high-end active trips around the world. So I formed Gray & Co. in 2009, which is 11 years ago, and we cater exclusively to very affluent travelers who only want custom or bespoke or private trips around the world. Most of them do have private jets. What's the typical size of one of your groups? What's the typical age And uh, what are these people looking for? The typical size of the group would be anywhere from, typically it's more than two people. We've done trips for two people, but they are very expensive because of uh, all of our trips are fully guided and supported. So we um, typically appeal to groups of couples or families, multi-generational. We do corporate retreats. It's, it's typically always more than four and usually less than 20. The kind of people that want to travel with us are curious, they're savvy, they're well-traveled. They've probably already been to places like Tuscany and they look to us to bring them to places like Uruguay or Piemonte or farther flung destinations. But there's nothing wrong with Tuscany. <laughs> Do they know where they want to to travel to or do they ask you to find them somewhere nice to travel to? Oftentimes, that's an excellent question. Uh, Sometimes people come to us with very specific requests. I want to go biking in Japan or I want to go hiking in the Dolomites. Uh, But then we work with them um, very closely. We figure out when their window is that they are available to travel, how long that is, uh, what time of year it is. Um, Sometimes they come to us knowing where they want to go, but are oftentimes 
influenced by our expertise um, and they end up going somewhere else. And why do they come to you in the first place? Well, we have a very um, loyal and repeat traveler base. Most people come to us um, by way of referral um, and they come to us because um, they trust us. Um, they understand that the choices we make are, are very curated. Um, we don't go anywhere or plan anything that we haven't ourselves experienced. Um, so our team of um, producers who are planning the trips are also out there experiencing it. Do you then start planning hotels? And what do you look for in a hotel? What makes a good hotel for your fit, enthusiastic clients, Carrie? A great hotel for us uh, is typically already in an area that lends itself towards active travel. Um, What do you mean by that? So somewhere where you can take your bicycle out the door of the hotel and head off on a ride without having to transfer anywhere. People love um, seamless logistics. They don't want to have to get into a car. Or if the trailhead for the hike is very nearby, or if it's a short distance to get to a place where they can kayak or horseback ride or any of the things that people love to do. Even we have a lot of multi-generational families and activities like zip lining and even golfing. All these things are, are very appealing. It sounds rather like an extended version of ski in, ski out. Uh, That's with... perfect <laughs> enough. And of course, ski in, ski out, Carrie, requires um, a lot of drying of equipment. You mentioned cycling, you mentioned horseback riding. Again, we have lots of it, we have lots of equipment involved. Do you carry all the equipment for your clients or do you expect them to provide it or do you expect hotels to provide the equipment they need? Hotels can play a huge part. If you look at a lodge like uh, Sagita, they have pants and jackets and everything for you. You don't need to bring any of the equipment that you need to, to to visit the gorillas and they have it all laundered and ready in various sizes. Hotels can can do a lot by partnering with, with local companies that have terrific bicycles to rent. And uh, hotels can also provide a laundry service that doesn't require putting on your magnifying glasses and filling out a list that never has anything that you've put in the bag in the first place. So great, fast laundry service where you can just give them a bag and have it reappear is always very appreciated. Do you do anything on uh, Mallorca? Because some of the hotels there actually have bike engineering rooms with enormous tables where you can put your bike up and clean it up and everything. Uh, They obviously are well used to very healthy people. (laughs) We love Mallorca and we know the island backwards and forwards and inside out. We work with hotels like Sambrul and Poyensa, which is, there There are so many wonderful um, properties in, in Mallorca. And yes, getting back to what hotels can, can do is to have a good safe storage area for bicycles, to have a dedicated area in their parking lot where they can, the bicycles can be set up in the morning, 
having good connections with, again, local local bike shops for the people who don't bring their own bicycles, having concierges and people on the hotel teams that have actually ridden the bike rides, have hiked the actual trails, all these things are extremely important for us in helping to choose the right hotel to work with. What do you not want from a hotel? We, and then on behalf of our, our clients, we hate being nickeled and dimed. You might as well just charge a little bit more up front. There's no reason for a resort fee. That's why you're going to the hotel in the first place. Mm-hmm. We often find that um, in-room amenities are, are very inappropriate. We have a lot of sometimes travelers who are on a trip, might be a, a single person and putting a huge bottle of wine in their room is, is, is not that practical. They always get left behind, but you know, lovely fruit plates and things like that are, are much more appreciated. Most of our travelers hate loud music. And <laughs> finally, nobody likes a surprise. Now, Kerry, actually, that brings us on to food. What do your ultra-healthy clients, what do they want when it comes to food? Are they into fine dining or are they into plant-based and red wine or big martinis? What we look for across the board um, is choice and flexibility. And the most important thing a hotel can, can give us is that that flexibility and working with us. We typically know our travelers super well. So when we tell the hotel ahead of time, because what we're constantly, our focus on is setting everybody up to win, whether it's a hotel or a bike mechanic or anyone along the way. So choice and flexibility is is really the key. Some people love having a Michelin star dining, but they want to eat at the bar the next night. It's just, um, and. And a bar menu needs to have as many choices. They can't just have the same old old routine because people do like to mix up their, their dining locations. Are you normally doing radial trips? In other words, base yourself at a particular property and then take trips out every day? Or are you going from A to B hotel to C resort? It's a good question. And again, because all of our trips are private and custom, it Mm. it does depend on the traveler. We find that we prefer for people to stay at least three nights at a property so that they settle Mm. in, they unpack, they get to know the staff, they enjoy it to the fullest. And then we typically have more activities in the morning when it's, it's cooler and a little bit fresher. We can do trips where people change hotels every night. Um, We have a client who has done about seven different Camino de Santiago's and and there are many, many hiking routes all across Europe. And he prefers to change hotels every night. And so we find them and oftentimes we'll book them for two nights. And especially now with COVID, we're finding um, that it's great to have that extra night so that we can ensure an extra deep cleaning for people. And that also allows for early check-in. It certainly means that there's a challenge on the client's point of view when it comes to laundry. Oh, how one blesses hotels that have 24-hour everything. 24-hour, you know, overnight laundry. Anytime you want it, gym. Anytime you want it, spas. That is heaven. That should be the expectation, Mary. I mean, and it doesn't have to be dry cleaning. People aren't mm. needing their tuxedos to be pressed, but they need to have, you know, some, some clean shirts. Where are you putting on your itineraries for 2021, which are new to you, Kerry? 2021 is going to be a curious year. Um, uh, we have a lot of travelers who want to go back to the places that they love. They want to give back 
to the places that have been so good to them in the past mm. that are needing uh, a good boost. Mm. So our expectation for next year is that people are going to be possibly a little bit more conservative. But we do have uh, trips uh, to Japan um, mm. with the Olympics. And so mm. we're very excited about that. Japan is a fabulous new destination mm. for, um, for many people. Um, and beyond that, we're just, it's a bit of a wait and see time. It's nice cycling in Japan because you can cycle uh, on the sidewalks and nobody says anything. If you were to invest a million US dollars in your own ideal property for Gray & Co, where would that be, Kerry? Well, you mentioned Mallorca and quite honestly, that place has so much of what everybody wants. Um, great weather, almost 10, my, 10 months of the year. A good airport, a uh, good private airport, plenty of, of great little towns to stop in for a coffee or an ice cream or a sandwich. Amazing variety of, of roads. Um, tertiary roads are fantastic. You know, mm -hmm. the ones that are tiny but well-paved in the middle of nowhere. A variety of terrain for hiking, fabulous water for, for paddling and exploring. Um, and also what is increasingly important is, is for people to have a real town to live in. Uh, most of our travelers have a large number of staff um, and staff and service is, is the most um, sought after. These hotels that um, skimp in those areas really pay the price because there, a, mar a bathroom is a bathroom. Everyone expects a decent bathroom, but having that extra smile and travel is a people business. Does this mean that you tend to avoid big, big brands, which more than ever are having to cut back on staffing levels right now? Big brands are, are um, I, I'm trying to be optimistic, but um, it is so hard to get through to the human um, and I think in their quest to consolidate, their their um, websites are not keeping up and they are having a hard time um, over-promising and under-delivering. But there are always exceptions to that and there are always some incredible properties like the, the Mandarin Oriental on Lake Como is just a, an exquisite property. And there's lots of brands like Auberge and Awasi and Zanier and Six Senses. Um, all those brands are are um, are really interesting um, for us, um, and they might be considered uh, big, but they tend to be a collection of, of really interesting properties. Relais and Chateau, there there's some wonderful spots. It's fascinating to me that you mentioned Mandarin Oriental at Lake Como. Great location and also a fabulous young and outward looking general manager, Samuel. To me, it always makes such a difference having a GM, a big boss who understands the clients and understands youth. Do you agree, Kerry? Samuel is as good as they get and Luca Finardi is, is is right there with him and and they exemplify the kind of um, hoteliers that uh, we love working with because they work with us um, and they understand and they listen and they they realize how how much how hard we work to set the hotel up to win now we've got the end coming up thank you Carrie and I can just imagine you now going off and leading somebody else to go cycling, possibly your own daughter 
or you may be taking her hiking in the woods. Now, I've got this list of great people and following Kerry, I have next week, Tony Mallows, who is president and CEO of WAT&G, is looking at conurbations, living places, parks, and hotels and resorts of the future. He's worked on such companies as uh, Mazda City for Abu Dhabi, Costa Navarino in the Peloponnese. He's now doing some work in Saudi Arabia. He knows what all our living is going to look like in years to come. Can't wait to see you again next week. You've been listening to the Mary Gostello Girl Ahead podcast. Join us next week for another extraordinary insight into the world of luxury travel. And don't forget to tell your friends and colleagues about the show.